Welcome, Impactful Parents. It's time for the Impactful Parenting Podcast, where I give you parenting tips and resources to make you a more impactful parent to your school-age child. I am your host, Christina Campos. Welcome, Impactful Parents. Today, we're going to talk about raising kids with big emotions. Hello, my name is Christina Campos. I'm founder of The Impactful Parent, and I help parents of school-age children turn their chaos into connection with their adolescent. I offer parent education videos every week, online courses, and coaching. And if that wasn't enough, I bring experts in in other fields onto the Impactful Parent stage to teach you even more. And today I have a special guest. Her name is Rachel Bailey. And Rachel is a parenting specialist who has a master's degree in clinical psychology and is a therapist. Rachel teaches how to bring more flexibility, peace, and connection to her families, especially when raising children with big emotions. I'm excited to ask her some questions today. So thank you for joining us, Rachel. Thanks for having me here. Well, big emotions. This is so super common in a lot of families. So how do you know if your child has big emotions? Like what, what does it qualify? Yeah, that's a great first question because it's funny. People assume things about big emotions. So Um, One thing that people assume, which is correct, is that kids with big emotions may have lots of meltdowns. They may have big reactions. If things don't go the way they imagine in their mind, it's like a catastrophe. But some kids with big emotions actually are a little bit quieter about their emotions. So those are kids who also kind of feel things strongly, but they may be more sensitive to criticism and they don't necessarily turn all of those feelings out. So you don't see the meltdowns, but maybe they become really quiet or they get really, you can tell they get really sad when things don't go their way. So big emotions really is just a bucket I used to describe kids and adults, because I'm a big emotion person, who feel things strongly. And what about the frequency of those big emotions? Does the frequency matter if it's once in a while or if it's every day? Yeah, absolutely. So kids with big emotions, as I describe them, usually feel it very frequently throughout the day that, you know, and it's, pretty consistent. It's not a phase. It's not a mood. It's really a temperament. So it's pretty frequent and it's persistent most of the time. Well, what happens when you really want to calm your kid down? They're having this big emotion. Maybe it's a meltdown. Maybe it's an anger outburst, whatever that looks like, but it usually happens really quickly, like literally. And so you don't have much warning as a parent. How do you calm a kid down in that scenario? That's a really good question. And that is also a quality of a child with a big emotion. It could often go, they can go from zero to 60. Like you told them that their shirt is in the dryer and all of a sudden, like it's the worst thing ever. So it can be unpredictable. Although that's something I help a lot with to try to bring more predictability. But really the way we first, there are two major ways we calm kids down. If we're talking about in the moment, we actually believe it or not start with ourselves because there's something, especially for younger children, although I also work with school-age kids, uh, parents of school-age kids, but even when they get a little bit older, there's something called co-regulation, which is where a child's brain is really, when they're really upset, it's dysregulated. Um, It's a sign that they're in fight or flight. And so the fight or flight response responds to energy. It's really looking to see, am I safe? Is everything okay? And if our energy is not regulated, then they can't regulate themselves. So the first thing we have to think about to calm a child down is to regulate ourselves, which is kind of hard to do. This is a lot of what I work on myself and what I work with parents on, but it really does start with us. And then ultimately we teach kids 
how to cope with situations. But just as important as teaching them how to cope, we also kind of want to reduce some of the stressors as well. So in the moment, we're really regulating ourselves. Outside of the moment, we're really what I described, we're reducing what I call yuck or stressors. We're teaching them how to reduce the stressors to begin with, but also increase their coping skills. So that's really in a nutshell, how we help kids who have big emotions. Wow. I love that uh, step one is regulating ourselves because that is so true. I teach that all the time with my parents, Uh, but so much easier said than done because when you've got this kid, that's whether they're tantruming on the floor or they're yelling up in your face, uh, that's being calm is the last thing that you really want to do. (laughs) It's so true. And, And in our defense, like we're wired to not be calm when someone's in our face. So a lot of what I teach is really about how we sort of go around our natural instincts. And I have what I call long game tools because I can teach the long game method, long game tools to recognize how hard this can be and how we can get around what our natural instinct, which would be to yell back or to freak out on them. And it doesn't work. And that's the only reason we have to really emphasize this is it doesn't work if you're not regulated. I'm all about what works. How can we bring more peace to homes? And we, so we really have to use these tools to kind of get around what we normally would instinctively do. You absolutely do. Because if you're acting with a big emotion, the kids will feed off of that. Actually, children look toward adults for how they should react to just about everything, whether it's, you know, just something happened at school. How should I react to that, to something at home? It doesn't really matter. They look to us for guidance on that. So, so important on how we react, especially even as you your child gets older into teenage years. There's even more so teenagers are so lost. They're really looking at you now. They don't seem like it. I know it doesn't look like it parents, but they really are looking at you for guidance in how to react, how to feel, what to act, just what what to do. Yeah. Uh, So even though their their eyes are rolling, their ears are listening. I promise. (laughs) They really are. And even if they're not consciously listening, although I agree with you, they are, their brains are wired to react to our energy, even beneath the conscious awareness, their brains are wired to react to our energy, unfortunately. And this is why I love what I do because I'm not naturally calm. It's not my personality. So I'm naturally the parent who would lose it too. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to teach this to other people like me to whom this does not come naturally. Yes, that's so, so great. And then I would like to ask you about coping because that was step two in your process is teaching kids how to cope. Also, so extremely important. I was wondering, could you give me an example of something that you would teach in how to give um, a child a coping skill or uh, a coping skill in general? We have the coping skills, which I will give you in a moment, but I think one of the problems that I hear all the time, parents will say to me, Rachel, I've taught them every single one of those coping skills that you've mentioned. The problem is there are a few things missing. It's not just the skills. We have to motivate a child to want to use the skills because, you know, we have a hard time changing our skills and we're very motivated. They're really not motivated to change. So we have to think about motivation. We also have to think about the fact that once they're dysregulated or in fight or flight, they're going to default to old habits. So I will tell you the skills, but I just want parents to recognize that even if you hear the same skills over and over, it's probably that they're either not motivated or not well practiced enough. But to answer your question, what kind of skills? So I actually teach what I call a when-then statement. So a coping mechanism is really about the brain recognizing that I am becoming dysregulated. I'm really upset right now. And when I feel this way, I will calm my body down and I will teach myself that I'm safe. 
So for example, it might be when I'm really angry that mom or dad says no, I will say a mantra in my head, just wait 10 seconds. Like it's whatever they need to use. So I actually break coping skills into temperaments. If you have a more physical child, you're going to want a physical coping skill. Maybe they need to move their body. Maybe they need to give themselves a tight squeeze. Maybe they need to rip a piece of paper. Um, If you have more of a cognitive child, maybe they need to use a mantra or they need to imagine something in their minds. If you have a more sensory child, I have a lot of sensory strategies. So we find the coping skill that works for them, but we put it in this when then model because that actually helps them to remember to use it. When I'm in this situation or feel this feeling, then I will use that coping skill. Then we add in the motivation, we add in the practice, and that's kind of the recipe for coping skills. And big emotions. Oh my goodness. I mean, it's definitely not in a vacuum. It's not isolated. So typically it affects the entire family, whether you have other kids or you don't, it doesn't even matter. Everybody who lives in the household is involved with the big emotions. So what do you suggest to help some of the other people who have to deal with people with big emotions? Yeah, that's such a great question. And that's something that's like a huge part of the program that I teach. It's that it's not just you. It's not just your child. It's your entire family. And we're about to enter into summer. It's family vacations. It's all the sibling arguing. So one of the things that I suggest, I have so many things, but here's what I will suggest. Just one tip. Let's say you have a a sibling of a child with big emotions. They are so often affected. So one tool that I give, one long game tool is what I call sibling yuck dumps. So yuck is basically a word I describe to, to, I use to describe anything uncomfortable. So just these feelings you have inside, any uncomfortable feelings. And what we usually do when we have a sibling of a big emotion child is we'll tell that sibling, hey, can you be a little flexible? Cause you know, your brother or sister is gonna freak out or we, we hope that they'll be more flexible, but then the siblings feelings build up. So what I have parents do is a yuck dump with them, right? Have them go to their child and say, hey, what's it been like lately to be the brother or sister of your brother or sister? What's it been like lately to be a sibling? And let them actually release all the yuck. And when they're releasing and saying, well, I hate it that he always gets what he wants. I hate it that she is always telling me what to do. We don't disagree. We don't like tell them they shouldn't feel that way. We actually listen. We let them release all those feelings. And then we help that child figure out how to handle those situations. So we're helping that sibling feel heard and feel empowered. And those two strategies can really help the sibling relationship and help them be less resentment, resentful of their sibling. Yes, it absolutely would. Sometimes even the one that's not having those big emotions, they have them. They just need to let those out. They're just more controlled than maybe another kid in the household. So I love that suggestion. If people are resonating with you and they would love to hear more about your program, tell us a little bit of how we can get a hold of you. So probably the best place is my my website is rachel-bailey.com. I have a podcast called Your Parenting Long Game. And then the program I've been talking about is the Long Game Method for Raising Children with Big Emotions. So I talk about that program on my website, on my podcast. I actually do free coaching calls as well. So those are all the ways that people can kind of come a little closer to my world um, in addition to what you're teaching them because you teach such great things. Um, But that is how how you can reach me. Thank you, Rachel, for being here today. I hope people check out your program because I'm sure that it's amazing. And as a reminder to the audience, I also have a behavior management program helping kids with big emotions. My program is available inside the Impactful Parent app, and I have a webinar that will show you all the steps that you need to start seeing change in your child. The webinar is absolutely free, and you can access it by going into the app 
and just selecting the webinar button. It's going to give you the step-by-step -step process you need to start seeing change in your child, and it gives you an outline of how the behavior management program that I have is set up. So if you have any questions, you can always email me at theimpactfulparent at gmail.com, or if you resonate with Rachel, go check out her program too. So you have two amazing resources available to you for kids with big emotions. I really hope that you go and check them out. Thank you so much. I hope this video brought you value today. If you want to become a more impactful parent, consider upgrading your impactful parent subscription. Investing in your family looks like unlocking videos that will provide you more tips and resources on the topics that you care about the most. It's learning the warning signs of behavior so that you can stop the bad things from happening before they even start. It's tracking your progress to help you be more accountable and intentional in your parenting. And it's the ability to interact with other parents and me via the app. Your impactful parent subscription can be a valuable resource in your parenting. And for less than $10 a month, it's more than worth it for your family. Just go to the Discover tab below. It's that easy. But until next time, you got this. I'm just here to help. Thank you for listening today. Remember to subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. And don't forget, the Impactful Parenting Podcast is an extension of the Impactful Parent community. Go to the Impactful Parent website and download the free Impactful Parent app so you don't miss a parenting tip that can help you and your family. Thanks for listening today. So go to theimpactfulparent.com and see you next episode.